pump it up. I guess I have to pump it up. Oh, shit. Well. Yes. Hello. Everybody. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to the Gay Power Happy Hour. That's right. Oh, it's a big draw for today. This is our 100th episode, everybody. That's right, friends. Our 100th episode of the Gay Power Half Hour. Well, actually... You guys are actually seeing, uh, it, this is the 99th show for you, but by the time our listeners hear this, it'll be the 100th show, because right. this show will be kicking off 2018, our first week of 2018. So for all of the people here, you're not as special as you thought you were. <laughs> That's right. The show in its first century, not its second century. Thank you all for coming. Thank Give you yourselves so a much round of for coming. This is a little more intimidating because we typically uh, perform for faceless few on Facebook Live. Right. But now our few have faces. Our few do have faces. And, and there's just so few faces most here. Most of their faces. It's the <laughs> holidays. I just hate that that's an excuse. People are Jesus gone. is always getting in the way of everything I do. All of the people I know have to Postmates for extra money <laughs> right now <laughs> because they have to buy presents for their parents and their siblings that they try to pretend that they have good relationships with and they have a successful life like their other siblings who own bars and are in nursing school. Oh, wait, that's me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> We're I was like, wait, your mom's not here today, so why are we... Uh, I know, my mom was supposed to be here, but she got too... She got poisoned by Lady Gaga. She got poisoned by tequila, <laughs> Bill the Wall, and um, uh, <laughs> she also went to see Lady Gaga with us which we talked about on podcast before so we're two so this was weeks ago if you're hearing this but she um, couldn't make it because she is um, throwing up so that's fine <coughs> hey mom which is great because we can talk about anal now yeah because you know uh, Casey's mom is uh, like Casey uh, she doesn't shy away from telling you her opinion thank you and uh, she basically told us the thing that is keeping us from our stardom uh -huh. is the fact that we talk about anal too much too much too much anal <coughs> Too much anal, to which I which is like agree. Um, <laughs> which is like I have to say I agree what with her. What well, you do you do agree? Why why is this? Why are you such a prude? Why are you such a prude on the gay power? Half I hour? just think that there is a little magic uh -huh. in not knowing everything in the secret of about it all. someone. Okay. you know, like. Back in the golden era of oh, Hollywood, everyone sit down. We're you didn't know about a goddamn thing about the celebrities. You thought they were straight. They weren't. They were all hooking up with Scotty Bowen, the the celebrity uh, hooker. They were all uh, gay as fuck and mixing and matching their relationships. But we all, they were all just golden boys to us. Uh -huh. And it was better. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not for them. I think that's just because you've sucked a lot of dick in really like weird places, and you just don't want people to know it. I like, listen, don't be shameful don't. about your exploits, girl. Wear them with pride. Oh, you want to talk about shame? Put them in your <laughs> ass. <laughs> no, wait, well, I don't. That was not rehearsed. What, what shame? What shame are we'll, we talking we'll about? We'll talk about, uh, uh, well, um, you, we, no, you know, we don't, I don't want to talk about your HIV right yet. We're going to, we'll save it for later. <laughs> Mine? Yeah. Ours? Like, Our, what do you mean mine? Ours implies it was shared somehow. <laughs> 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 
Thanks, and I want to be very clear. It, it I've was. had mine for years. It's well <laughs> aged now. His is still this new varietal. Yeah, mine that is. is just n- not. It's not oaky <laughs> enough. <laughs> I mean, that is true. When uh, when Casey and I first moved here, uh, he was really pushing to be the HIV comic because that's good, right? That's All right. Gonna, it that's is gonna, good. That's going to really help your career. Yeah. You know why we're not bigger? Hi. It's not anal. It's because we're too aging, HIV-positive gay men. That's maybe why <laughs> our career isn't quite where we want it to be. Yeah, we have to build our own path. Because when I watch things, I don't want to be sad. And I imagine looking at us is sad. That's this what is I what you think of. This is back to your shame as you consider <laughs> oh, it sad. Oh, my shame. Right. Well, listen. Is sad. New, old year is over. New year New is here. Yeah. I'm going to be less shameful. Are you looking forward to 2018? Oh, uh, girl, I, after this year, I'm looking forward to anything. I don't really? care. I mean, I truly... <sighs> Go on. It's over. Like, it's over now, right? Like, 2016, everyone was like, 2016, man, that was fucked up. What a hard life 2016 was. We lost so many great people. They all died because they didn't want to get it. Well, we lost our fucking country now, all right? Our country is gone. It's on fire. So I could take losing, what's, what's some person who, I can't even remember who died last year. Um, what if Meryl Streep died? Oh, that'd be bad. See, there's still some Why people would you left. bring that? There's Why would you do that? There's still some people left, is all I'm saying. I think that David Bowie and Prince died because they probably have some Me Too stories in their background and <laughs> wanted to get out before it all went asunder for them. David Bowie, remember he had sex with a kid? He did? Yeah, like a 14-year-old in a kimono. Like the 14-year-old was in a kimono? Mm, maybe they were both in kimonos, but the story goes that he walked out in a kimono all yachted up because it was the 70s and she was just a party girl on the strip. And they had sex because back what then... What decade was this? Because I feel 70. like I'm, I'm way, ahead of, I'm way uh, ahead of my time because I should have been that 14-year-old on Sunset being like, what up? Well... You can I would have been great. Be a thirty-eight-year-old on uh, <laughs> sunset. Not anymore. The magic's over. I'm gone. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say. Oh wait, 2018. I feel like the next year can't get any worse. Um, Watch out. But that's because I'm trying to be an optimist. I think the fact that we ended with a pedophile not being elected to the Senate means that there is some hope. That being said. Uh, I saw the new Star Wars movie. There's no hope. Like, oh, uh, just, just oh, I don't care about Star Wars. Tell me the ending. You don't? No, I don't. At <laughs> all. How? T- who? Tell you the ending? Did They're Carrie still Fisher fighting. Uh, die? Uh, all right. So I guess that that's <laughs> the one thing I can talk about because um, I did not like the new Star. I didn't hate the new Star Wars movie. Um, I feel like it was obviously a setup because there's going to be a lot more fucking movies right. in there. But every time. Uh, Princess Leia came on the screen. You cried. I did. Did you? I did. Well, it was too mo- soon. I was like, I was like, I can't, I can't. And and there, I read a tweet somewhere because you know Twitter's my thing. Yeah. Um, I read a tweet and someone was Just like, yours. W- was saying that she should win an Oscar for her performance. And I would not agree with that. I would not agree with that. I don't think she acted near enough to be like uh, nominated. Right. But we love giving Oscars to dead people. But boy, does she deserve it just because. Well. You know what I mean? Just because. because Give her some fucking Oscar. I don't know what the Oscar would be for. A posthumous Lifetime Achievement Award is what she should get. She shouldn't get a fucking award for Best Supporting Actress in a movie about space. So It's not gravity, <laughs> okay? There's no mechanical wonders happening that are being invented, although was it spectacular? I don't care. It was fine. 
Cool. It was like Gaga. It was well, okay. You know Adam Driver, the actor who is no. starring in it? He was in Girls. No. He's big and tall. Oh, he's cute. Right, 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 right. Yes, right. and she bulked up for this one. Did she? She did. Well, she's mad. Like, she's got a topless scene, and I was like, those are some nice tits. We're still talking about Princess Leia? No. <laughs> 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 so, Casey, let's talk about your 2017. Okay. Uh, give me a highlight. Well, everything was great until the end when I got... I asked for a highlight first. We'll get to the end oh a highlight uh i filmed my first set for a streaming website anyone see that thank you you can catch okay now did anyone see it on not cable (laughs) i got down to the final round of getting on uh, a writing staff for a cable game show yep how'd that work out it was great i ended up working (laughs) on the show it's not these are highlights i'm moving in the right direction okay yeah all right now let's talk about some lowlights. Well, my relationship's over and I got fired from my day job. <laughs> <laughs> All in the last couple of weeks, really yeah. rounding it out. It really, strong. when it rains, it pours. I'm glad that you're still standing, though. I honey. am liberated. You're I'm a, a strong liberated lady. Girl. I'm, I'm poor, proud of you. I'm friendly. I'm cute. I'm doing a lot of squats because on the way out, my boyfriend told me that my butt was flat. Real shit. Okay, so end. listen. Here's so, a, so let's actually, let's, let's unwrap this. Let's just unwrap this a little bit for just for two seconds. Um, uh, we talked about this earlier. You still call him your boyfriend, and I think that this is really, really bad for your self-esteem and, I guess your, when and your mental health. Airing, it'll be another three weeks out. So, so you uh, might be back together. <laughs> <laughs> you know us. I wouldn't want to put anything on the podcast that my new ex-boyfriend. But here's the thing: if my, I would not be calling my boyfriend if I'm forced to share an apartment with him and he shames my butt. Well, that was out of the spirit of breaking up with one another. You know, I'm not gonna go. Jesus. Like he said some other things, and I was like, oh, whatever. You're just being mean. You're just being mean. How dare you (laughs) with my butt? The butt was it. Here's what I'm saying: if he had fucking said that fucking two years ago, I'd have been squatting the shit out of my fucking butt for two years and I would have a rump that he still wanted to have sex with. <laughs> like Mateo Lanes. Oh my god. <laughs> it's funny to say that out loud. First like, of all, yeah. that's super funny because I believe that was a conversation that, that you had with him. <laughs> Solomon told me. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Whatever. There is literally. I was going to keep that to myself. It's fine. I didn't share that because I, because I I even came to bat for you. I was like, no, Whoa. Casey has a nice butt or whatever. No, I never said that. Thank no, you. No, 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 I no. Don't look at my I ass. said, I said, ugh, Mateo Lane, like that. <laughs> I mean, he's like a smaller, mustachioed version of me with a bigger butt. And bigger no, don't get me wrong. No, don't get me wrong. He is. Super, super hot. I just always think he'll just slip into Liza at any moment, and I don't have time for that. Yeah, that's fair. Is this gonna fuck up my career? Is this gonna fuck up my career? Not the pet shop boys, Liza, that I love so much. No, no, not the obscure. No one knows it, Liza. You know the the real Liza that everyone knows. That's not going to affect my. I have a tendency. My New Year's resolution for 2018 is not to piss people off that are higher up than me on whatever food yeah. chain we're on. Because I'm fucking chained to the guy who the biggest drag queens in L.A. hate. Which isn't saying much, by the way. If yeah. they're the biggest drag queens in L.A., then L.A.'s got a serious drag here's problem. What you, oh, well, here's what they say. You don't want to 
date the 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 star. You want to date the person who creates the star because they have the money eventually. And you have gone after the money. You've uh, you've separated yourself from the money yet again. And somehow, some way, <laughs> I'm associated <laughs> with you because you're my best friend or whatever. And it is but very I, hard for me. But then I always fall back and look at the production. I'm like, there's not much money there. I'm Let's not be arguing with you whether it's a good Let's or bad just, show. <laughs> no, but but that I feel like that is a I feel like that is an attainable goal for me. Like maybe oh, to be nicer to people maybe more I, I don't know if we're talking nicer. I just feel like maybe keeping my opinions deeper down inside. No one will argue with you. Oh, whoa. Whoa, I'm also a liar. So that's not happening. Nothing's happening. Who else can I piss off? Well, this is my big thing. I'm like, the amount of terrible things that I've said about like Everyone. more famous people. Right. Like, I'm grounded from Twitter on a regular basis for every tweet that I say about Donald Trump. Right. Like that. Are you going to be nicer to him on I Twitter? I can't do it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Can't do it. I think that's fair. You can also go after all of his family and his dumb friends. Yeah. But, um, just leave like people who are attainably good for us out of your fucking crosshairs. Okay. One and two, just don't have some sort of weird me too story, and then I can still be. We can still work <laughs> together. You know the thing we just talked about this actually recently about uh, the plight of a young gay man and how uh, if you're from a rural area, it kind of turns you into being a grooming pervert. You know, so uh, so. I could very well be on the brunt of a Me Too story. Oh, yeah. I don't really know, but Every I did work man. very hard to get laid in high school. So... I agree. I just, I hope um, that... Maybe I made them more progressive. Look, and I opened are going to have to come to terms with whether or not it's okay to um, believe that our sexual aggression uh, towards one another or our sexual desires and our lack of boundaries has to do with our lack of political rights and we have to uh, uh, connect those two whether um, our newfound sense of political freedoms allow us to maybe be a little better to each other when it comes to grabbing each other's asses unconsensually in bars. Absolutely. There we go. But listen, right. the consent is there with me Unless it's not, all right? So just I just reserve eye, that. Just a little affirmative eye contact like, is all I need. I'm going to be leaning into it until I turn around and see who's doing it. And then uh, that's where I'll consent or not. Retroactively. You know what I mean? Because if there's something nice behind me, grab it. Lean him back. Squeeze it. Yeah. It's fine. It's not that great, but it's yours. But... But if it's some if it's some bug, I'm like, get the fuck off me. This is where we differ. I love you all love of the attention. Bugs. And I think that I am like You really do. You don't care how ugly the person is, as long as their hands are a little warm and on you. Looks are subjective. One. Two, I also <laughs> feel like Maybe I'm giving that person a thrill that I have the benefit to um, give. I have confidence within myself. Look, I'm saying I'm okay Thank you. with it. And I do I like should it. wear a sign. I do like it when the three people here are against you. That was nice. <laughs> that felt really good. Well, I love that you're doing so many people a favor. That's very nice I'm of you. I'm the giving tree. Um, where are we at, Moss? We're ready to go. Let's go ahead and move on to our... Uh, you want to see the show? Yeah. You want to see what we actually have to offer? Did we introduce ourselves? Oh, hi. I'm Tony Soto. Hi, I'm Casey Lott. <laughs> hi, I'm Casey Lott. Well, no, no, no. I guess that's something we get. Like, literally, it's been 100 episodes, and I did not think we would get to 10. 
you have no faith in me. You, yes, thank you. I'm glad that yeah. you didn't like try to turn that no, around. I didn't. No, it no, was no. definitely you, uh, but we made it. Big That's crowd, good. hot crowd, love it all. Oh, okay, we have a. Uh, Another time, we, we, we only have a half hour on our podcast, and you can see both of us talk a lot, so it's hard to get anything else in. But for an extended show, we get to have guests, which we love. And tonight, coming to join us on stage is one of my favorite gays in the whole wide world, uh, host of the very hilarious, popular, and gay talk show, The Game Show, on True TV, airing February 1st. Next uh, season two, February 1st, catching in the new year. Please give it up for Guy Branham, Hi, uh, everybody. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Hello, hello. Guy nice Branham. Hi, Guy. How are you, sir? Welcome to the show. I don't know if you I feel like this microphone only is a prop and doesn't really work. But I don't need it, right? Do we no. need to share like this is a diversity panel? <laughs> no. But actually, you can have this one and we can share. How about that? Because we're going to trade questions. Oh, I love it. Okay. I would like to, at some point in time, address your gay bar ass-grabbing politics. Let's talk about it. Guy Branham, everybody. Look. Um, Look, what looksist perspective is this, that hot people can go around touching all of the right. asses that they want, and suddenly, after centuries of gay-ass communitarianism, suddenly we're saying that it is assault. No, I want to live in the gay bar world that I grew up in, where, to some extent, we were all being nice to each other because we're in this horrible game, and what's so wrong with being a little bit like physical and complimentary because also we don't dehumanize half of the participants in our sexuality. We don't like deprive them of economic and legal rights. So if they want to say, hey, stop, they can say, hey, stop. And it's not like them having to fight against uh, millennia of oppression. I agree with you. I will say that we dehumanize and objectify 100% of our community. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Which is... Absolutely. Which is fair. That, that makes it the, the, the playing field even. Well, and also, and also sexualization for us is not a dehumanizing gesture. It is saying, you are much cooler than I am, and if you would like the money that's in my wallet, I'd probably give it to you. You know, I, and you're right, because I mean, I have spent uh, a lot of my young years uh, cruising very dark areas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alleyways, fucking every podcast. Uh, alleyways, uh, you know, like underground parking lots and shit like that. So and I can ravines. So I can <laughs> ravines. <laughs> what? What? If if there if a shadow is cast, I'm there. <laughs> um, so like, I mean, I'm no stranger to like. If I'm not interested, I can easily just blow off and walk away. So it's not like I'm going to. You know, it's it's the persistence. And I think that there's more persistence now uh, than there than there has been. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I, I don't I don't know. I I I there is a fine line in there somewhere where we have to I think um, uh, give up a little bit because the younger gays are feeling very good about themselves, and as a result <laughs> of that, they're going to be very standoffish. I think, and so as a result of that, we have you as as especially as as someone who is um, well known, you have to be careful. No, that's absolutely true, and it's important to understand that like one situation has changed, and I'm no longer just a sad fat guy at the saloon and. In Minneapolis, like just trying to get some action of any sort. 
I'm a fancy guy with a TV show. Yeah. And you better suck that dick. If I would like attention, um, look, it was still much better when I was on Chelsea Lately. Being on <laughs> Chelsea Lately, gay guys don't care about my niche alt comedy game show. <laughs> they just want to know what's that bitch like. Now, guy, you've had you for for 2017 being so miserable. You've had a pretty good fucking year. Had a lovely year. You had a lovely year. So you're one of the people who can like you know laugh. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, um, no, it's it's nice. I have a television show. I wrote for the Mindy Project, which means more to gay guys than me having a, a TV show. Um, <laughs> and I have a book I'm supposed to be finishing. Right and now. your podcast. And I didn't hire Casey. It's really important. That's all right. That's uh, all right. But you got a meal out of it. That's right. I got several meals during the delightful craft services table of the two weeks that I spent there being a stand, and I was very happy with that. I got very close, and as I said, I lost out to a woman of color with more experience than me, which is justice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about your game show. Um, have you always been a fan of like the game show? Like, because because yes. this is like this combines two of my ultimate favorite things. I love talk shows. Yes. And I fucking love game shows. I think gay guys love chattiness and being polite and engaging Absolutely. with each other. Absolutely. And I also think we like gamifying things and rules because I think that part of what growing up as a gay man is is like understanding all of the weird rules that straight guys have and trying to avoid like transgressing against those publicly so that they don't turn Oh, that's interesting. Call you a yeah. faggot or tell you that you're wrong. Uh huh. I did everything wrong always for the first 17 years of my life. <laughs> it was just a constant state of that. And so, yeah, I just, um, uh, I, I, like, 16, 17 years ago, I was in a van with a friend, and I said, um, my, my law school fag hag, um, and uh, I, I was like, there should, we were talking about TV, and I was like, there should be a game show or a talk show that is a game show where you are trying to show that you are good at doing things that happen on a, on a talk show. Uh, and then f we talked about talk show, the game show for years. And then um, I kind of started doing a modified version of it at my Hanukkah party. And then after I uh, left uh, Chelsea lately unceremoniously, <laughs> um, I was uncertain what to do with my life. And I was like, I'll just start a live show here in Los Angeles. And we performed to crowds nearly the size of the one we are performing <laughs> in front of G tonight. Giant crowds. Yeah, so giant. Um, and I will say, uh, that that's actually how we met, was I, you asked who the gay in San Francisco was to put on your uh, show. Oh, no. I asked who the alpha gay comic in San Francisco was for a very different reason. I was performing at a show in Oakland, and some little straight boy got up and told a joke, right. the essence of which was, ha ha, fags are gross. And I was like, it was me. snap, snap, tell me who the alpha faggots are here in town. And the comedians were like, you need to talk to Casey Lye or Janine Brito. And then I gave them a stern talking to about how they needed to be running a better ship. Thank you, I guess. Wait, your joke was the fags are great? No, I think fags are great. Um, <laughs> I've loved fags forever. Um, uh, but I, it was a stage show for so long. And I think a question I have that I've ever asked you, are you happy with the transition of the vision from stage show to television show. Part of what's hard about it is you just get to know the thing that you do so well. And I, I would say the hardest part for me is I built it so much to be a 44-minute a long show. 44 minutes? 
you, uh, an hour-long show. An hour-long show is 44 minutes of content, and so when we ran live, we ran for essentially 44 minutes. Um, and then now it has to be like a 22-minute show, or a True TV actually gives you more time. And so it's a little tight, but I mean, like, it just makes it a, a more fun show. And there are so many things, like, in, in the live show, we don't do little games with people, and now in a post-Jimmy Fallon world, you must constantly do little games uh. with people. He's um, really ruined it for everybody, hasn't he? It's true, but it is <laughs> fun that we got to... Look, we did a show where Wendy McClendon-Covey from uh, the Goldbergs had to insult uh, mannequins who were dressed as significant real housewives and then throw glasses of wine at them. <laughs> and it was one of the most satisfying things I've ever seen. That woman, like, she pitched her insults in such different directions. Like, one of them was a legitimate, you were very rude to someone close to me and you know what you did to a <laughs> mannequin. <laughs> it was amazing. So, uh, you, this, you're, you're going into your second season. Yes. Um, uh, in your first season, who was your favorite guest? Oh, um, there was this football player named Rashad Jennings, who we had, had one other football player on who was a dud. And we were like, well, how's this going to go? Do you do the bookings? Like, what, <laughs> what, what made you think football player? Um, it's fun to have different kinds of people on the show, but also it is a true TV show with a host you've never heard of. So it's, you know, it can be hard for us to book. And we had this guy named Rashad Jennings on. He plays for a football team. I don't know which one. <laughs> but he is now on the NBC series Great News. I know that. Um, but he was just, like, so charming and so well-dressed. And, like, everyone in the audience just fell in love with him. And then it's always great when some random person ends up edging out an actual comedian to go on to the lightning round. Uh, and that happened with Rashad Jennings, where I forget who, but like a venerable co comedian and writer ended up staying on the couch in third place as Rashad Jennings went to go riff jokes. <laughs> and he, he did all right. My favorite, uh, it was uh, like... Whatever bisexual awareness month is, it was like blank is a bisexual awareness month. Um, what's uh, an annoying habit you picked up in college? Uh, and he just rang in and said, toothpicks. And it was like, yes. <laughs> I love everything about you. So who was your least favorite? Oh. Yeah, what? That's not a polite question to ask a celebrity. It's As you were saying, who you're trying to be nicer to people uh, in positions of, uh, you know, strength. Go ahead. But suffice well, it to yeah, say, I have a former employeress who is a little <laughs> full of herself, but was kind <laughs> enough to do my show after we had a messy falling out when I stopped Google being employeressed by her. And she came and did the show, and it was our first show, and she was not the most game um, <laughs> and it, when we were done with the show she just left without any sort of like do we need to do pickups or professionalism of any sort and it's like simultaneously I love and respect her so much for having done that um, but also I was a little bit like you could have been nicer especially now that you don't have a job <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, but regardless, you are on a television I love show. her very much, and oh. she's astoundingly talented. She is. She and will, of course, bounce into something even better. She'll be fine. She's not hurting. Um, uh, how has your life changed? You, you went to school in Minnesota, now you're here in L.A., and you're kind of a big deal in, like, at least you're gamers. You know what I mean? Like, like have you... But the thing is, is that, like, I'm not... Like, gay comics don't become gay famous because we're not sexy uh, and we're not in dresses. And those are your <coughs> only two. Oh, really? How many times, uh, Casey, how many times have you been on 
outs hot 100. <laughs> how, how many times have you been a 40 under under 40? I don't. I, I, I have several years sure. left before I can still be a 40 under 40. Okay, I don't want to fucking uh, um, give up so quick. I have negative two. Though one of the things that is most most galling to all gay comics from San Francisco is that the one time out or the advocate paid attention to a gay comedian from San Francisco, it was a like the jobs we all want edition, and it was this <laughs> terrible guy named Charlie Ballard who they featured, and it was just like, what the fuck. He's the only person I who ever tried to talk about that for a second. He's the only person who ever tried to steal material from me. Yeah, w- I also kind of have a Me Too moment for him too, but that's a <laughs> different story. Um, I'm sure you have several from me as well. Oh, well <laughs> no, you were fi- Scott Capurro on the other hand. Yes. Um, but uh, um, 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 I actually think I made Scott very nervous because I was like, you know how we met? That's my Me Too story. Um, uh, but now we're friends because he was a bigger comic from than me, and I didn't want to burn a bridge. So um, uh, uh, now and I, I get it. And I should have done that when I had the chance. Now I get it. I was, now I, was I get it. Busy being a responsible and supportive. You are very... And now it's not an option. (laughs) If you touch somebody's dick, you go away. (laughs) You are great to gay... I will say, Guy, you have been great to a lot of gay comics, uh, younger and more uh, up-and-coming in a way that um, um, we need support because there isn't really a foundation for gay comics because they don't exist on a... Gay male comics do not exist on, like, a higher plane. And so a lot of us do look up to you, so congrats on that. Recently, I was on a podcast at the Comedy Cellar because they were mad at me. And I said a thing about how there were no nationally touring gay male stand-up comedians. And they kept saying, but what about... And then outing someone. Oh, wow. I don't mean they did that twice. I mean they did that seven to nine times only like three or four of them are on the podcast, but afterwards, the these guys just kept saying, but what about... And I was like, no, stop saying that. You know what? We're not allowed to say that, including a couple I didn't know. Really? We'll talk after <laughs> we'll the show. We'll talk after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, just, I, I, have, I do have one question. You are one of um, the um, smartest gays that I hang out with, not that I know. <laughs> I've known professors. You're one um, of the smartest gays I hang out with. Yeah, I agree. Thank Tony you very and much. I, Tony and I don't Question asked. Never, uh, no. never been asked to do learn the words, bitch, to, to judge. I apparently Tony is uninterested in my work. I would like to be more interested. My in his. question on that though is, you are also um, a lot of people will associate um, like the gay intellectuals with the east side of Los Angeles. You are an avowed West Hollywood lover. You live there. You I love it. Wha- wha- explain to people who have a criticism. For, we're coming at you live from Akbar, the hottest gay bar on the east side of Los <laughs> Angeles. Why is West Hollywood something that you enjoy so much? I just love the density of homosexuality. I love that so much shit is going on there. And, like, you can see little boys get off the turnip truck from just graduated from the University of Texas and ready to exchange their, uh, uh, their sexual talents for uh, a chance to get to be on a private jet three times. Um, <laughs> I... Like, the thing is, is that over here is really cute and fun, but it's a little bit like Portland, where, like, there are gays mixed in with everything, but it's a lot of everything, and I just like being somewhere where I don't have to fucking think about it. I hear you. Like, where you kind of know they're going to be gay. The person you're going to talk to is probably going to be a homosexual. And I never need to explain anything, and, like, look, we still... (laughs) a lot of pharmacies. We have a lot of pharmacies. <laughs> but I have to say, the fact that like the West Hollywood pharmacies consistently don't have 
lube for us. They mostly just still have lube for ladies. I feel like maybe we need a municipal ordinance of some sort. Absolutely. We need a change.org. Yeah. Okay, so uh, first and foremost, I would love to have you judge, uh, learn the words. Um, I feel like I feel like uh, Casey is keeping us from each other in some way or another <laughs> because he doesn't want two successful people to be uh, shading him. But Rick, before we go, um, you are a pop culture gay. I'm fascinated by pop culture gays because I don't care about pop culture. Okay. What would you be doing if you weren't like doing what you're doing now? If pop culture wasn't your bread and butter. What was your first thing? What would you be doing? I mean, the thing is, I went to law school, and I think it would have been very easy for what me. What kind of law? Uh, you don't really specialize, and I came out after my first year, and so my second two years of law school, when you would sort of, like, focus if you were going to at all, I was just like, I want to take law and literature and jurisprudence <laughs> and not go to class, because Casey was miming uh, dicks being handjobbed at your face. <laughs> and I was doing a lot of that. Um, but like, <laughs> when, I, when I moved to the Bay Area, the job that I was like saddest I did not get was legal analyst for the city of Oakland clerk's office. Uh. So the person who takes, who takes city council <laughs> meetings and, turn, and then changes the laws based on that. And I would have like <laughs> loved that job. Wow, that's it's interesting. It's well, super boring. <laughs> well, listen, guys, tell everyone where they can find you on social medias and whatnot. You can find me at Guy Branham on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and most of your favorite uh, gay sex apps. Um, it, my name is not at, at Guy Branham on sex <laughs> apps. Um, and they should watch Talk Show, The Game Show on True TV. Absolutely. Give it for Guy Branham. February 1st, True TV. All right. All right, Hi, look, that was, I, I mean, that was a pretty impressive guest that you got us, Casey. You're welcome. I'll try to get him to be a judge on your more popular show. No, we'll just exchange numbers and keep you out of it. That's actually fine with me. You know, this was interesting to me because you are two of my favorite people, favorite gays in the whole world for two very distinct reasons. You are one of the most um, open and honest and... Um, uh, street smart and guys one of the <laughs> smartest and I love having both of you in my don't realm. Don't think I don't know that street smart is a little dig. <laughs> don't <laughs> think <laughs> that I'm not aware of that. Are we We're ready our, for We have one more act. We have one more act and listen guys uh, she's going to do some stand up for you so uh, please laugh heartily. For one of our favorite comics uh, I love her so much please your put your hands together for Brie Pruitt. Yeah. Hello, so nice to see you. Oh, thank you to Tony and Casey for having me. I'm, I'm here, I'm wearing just a little bit of fishnet, just a stepmom's amount of fishnet. It's fine, it's not slutty anymore, it's just, it breathes well. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Um, I'm new to LA, like I'm just kind of getting my bearings, I'm learning a lot about myself. Like I knew my race, when I moved here, I'm a mixed person. I'm white and Korean American. And now I live in East LA where someone speaks Spanish to me every day. Absolutely, why wouldn't, that's on me. This is my cross to bear. I, um, and, I, and I have to, you know, I know no Spanish. I can't help anyone. It's, in, it's interesting though, because I'm from Portland, Oregon, where I was always a little bit too other to be with the white people, a little bit too white to be with the POC community. And I know now that's because I didn't know my true identity as a proud Latina. And I'm figuring that out. Like I was, I was in my neighborhood, I was in Highland Park the other day getting my nails done, and a Vietnamese owned nail salon, uh, a Mexican lady comes in and she goes, manicura? 
and they go pick out a color and she goes K they go pick out a color and she goes K they go pick out a color and she goes K then everybody in that nail salon looked at me to solve this problem and I should be the person but I can't be the person and I had to tell them I had to come out to them as I sometimes have to do racially I had to say look what you're seeing here I'm actually Korean American and they say no you're not way many people do they say no and then they lean in to get a good look I don't know what they're looking for but they never find it and I um, have to backpedal I just don't know why people would assume that I would make up a Korean heritage today 2017 Korean and American are like the two biggest trigger words in every language on the planet why would I say that it's ridiculous it, Korea is is the Florida of Asia. It's not a fancy move. It's not exotic. It's Florida. It's just a peninsula where embarrassing shit happens. And they, yes, it's really bad. But I was thinking about it, though. And if I were going to lie about an Asian heritage, I would choose Japanese, right? Fancy. Every, look, I know we're so woke. And we can't admit we think Japanese people are hella fancy. But they're very prestigious Asian and I could make that up. I would tell everyone I was Japanese, and then maybe I'd get a white guy who wants to fuck me, huh? They love it. They love just tiny Japanese lady. The other day I said, um, I made that joke, and, a, and a, a Japanese lady, before she heard the punchline, was like, yeah, I know, we're fancy. And then the white guy was like, yeah. And then I get, got to the end, and the white guy was like, uh, and I was like, ah, you got a sword, huh? And he's like, yeah, I love it. You like anime, don't you? And he's like, yeah. That's uh, so funny. Uh, they are really a type. Um, I um, I have a tiny. I have a mixed family. So a mixed race family. Beautiful mother. She's a little confused sometimes. She gets red as white as I do sometimes. And she said the scariest thing you can hear um, from like a white relative to me. She said, Brianna, I think I was the victim of reverse racism. I was like, Hold up, mom. Why don't you tell me exactly what happened quickly and quietly before we alienate everybody? This Whole Foods right now. Go 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 go. She was like, okay, I was with a group of people who did not know I was Korean American, and they were making fun of Asian drivers. That's reverse racism. I was like, mom, I have news for you. That was regular ass racism. You simply enjoyed the privilege of laughing with your oppressors. Good job, sneaky, I like it. Secret minorities, we're everywhere. Waiting for you to fuck up. Invite me to your book club, see what happens. I will ruin it. I will invite me to that movie where Matt Damon saves China. I will fucking turn the table over at the sushi restaurant. Um, I have a tiny Korean grandmother um, at home. She's so sweet and adorable. And she watches Fox News all day. Seriously, she loves it. I'm like, Nana, you are old and you're poor and you're a minority and you don't have a job. Those people are not your friends, you know? She should say Fox and Friends, asterisk. Not Lillian, because you're not a part of it, dude. It's not for you. Um, and I, I worry for her, and I asked her, you know, if I were watching this show every day, I'd be stressed out as fuck. Are you really worried right now? And she said, yeah, I am worried about becoming addicted to my cough medicine. I was like, who told you that? Who told you to worry about that? Nana, you're so old. You need a machine to breathe. Get addicted to your cough medicine. Enjoy. Live it up. Chase that great dragon, Nana. We love you. I just want her tiny body to robo-trip into the next world. If that's what she wants, I just want her to vibrate into oblivion. I keep getting her into EDM music. She hates it. 
I know things aren't ideal right now, folks, but I'm happy that you came out to enjoy life, celebrate uh, comedy that's really special. I have been trying to take myself out, put the screens down, do special things. This year, solo, I went to Spain, y'all. That's right, solo. I don't need a man. Took my fat ass to Spain, got off the plane in Barcelona, looked around in Barcelona, and I decided, I realized I was the fattest person in all of Barcelona. They make very slim people there. I think it's the tapas, small plates, a lot of walking. So then I look around, but it wasn't negative attention. It was very, like, people were like, uh, treat me like a celebrity. They were like, wow, who's she? Oh. And then I'd get catcalled in Europe, and they catcalled different in Europe, right? These European men, they go like this. You know, like you'd call a dog or eat a milkshake bad. That's what they were throwing at your girl on the streets of Barcelona. It was interesting. And I don't speak any Spanish, as I said, so I was just, you know, wandering around. I jumped on Tinder because to meet some English-speaking people, very resourceful. Um, and I uh, met, uh, uh, the first dude I met was Italian. He was so excited to see a thick woman because he hadn't seen one in years, right? So he was so excited. And he was like, oh, wow. Oh, I'm so excited to see a BBW. Oh, BBW. Oh, yes. Um, okay, so m maybe not everybody knows what BBW is. BBW is an acronym. It stands for Big Beautiful Woman. It's something that we came up with because we were having a real um, branding problem, right? <laughs> so we were like, got in the lab, come up with something catchy. B, B, W, rolls off the tongue and does it ever. Okay, um, wrong crowd for that. And uh, actually, I do like BBW, but I do like um, uh, identifying more as a plus size hottie, a PSH, a psh, if you will. Ah. So actually, one time I was doing this joke in Seattle, and a person w uh, came up to me after the show. They were like, do you know the American Sign Language for BBW? And I was like, lay it on me. And they go, it's like this. Very grand gesture. And I was like, look, that's a little bit aggressive. That's very beautiful. I'm not trying to start some Lane Bryant revolution, OK? I'm not trying to be the guy that I, where I like blow into a conch shell, and all the thick bitches for a 1,000 miles assembles around me. And then our leader, Adele, rises in the east, full Braveheart makeup. And then she like fires a cannon and we burn down all the Lululemons, all the Lululemons. They will be just so angry about Lululemon. Really Lululemon? You don't have my size in fucking yoga pants? Fuck you. Like serious, I'll stretch out all your yoga pants. Boom, sweatpants, change your concept, say something. I have this chip on my shoulder about going to the mall. I, I'll go in any store at the mall. You, I'll go in Baby Gap. Try to get me out of that dressing room. Drag me out like I was a United flight. I dare you. I, very topical, it's not topical anymore. Anyway, what was I talking about? Spain, I was in Spain, I was with this Italian guy, and he was like, oh, I love BBWs. And I was like, that's weird, because you're Italian, right? We now know it's big, beautiful woman, not, you know, grande, venti. That's the biggest size, they're real big. Um, so then I went on a date with a French dude, and he was like, I love BBWs. I'm not great at European accents, you get it. He was French, and he was like, I love BBWs. And I was like, that's weird, you're French. It's, it wouldn't be BBW, it would be like, Ugh. And then I went on a date with a Spanish dude, and I was like, why do you call it BBWs? And he's like, porn. Very honest. Um, and and that's, uh, I just tell that story to let people know that, you know, if you know a thick woman, send them to Barcelona. You got an aunt or a sister, send them to Barcelona so they can clean up. I don't know what your relationship is like, but it's about to change. We're trying to get something going here. Sex tourism, we're taking it back. Asian women for the win. Um, that feels good. Thank you guys so much. Yay, Tony and Casey, 100 episodes.
Yes, give it up for Brie Brewer! Thank you. Well. Love it. And you tried to book the comic. Well, we did it. I know. I'm very happy about all of this. Are you? The crowd size notwithstanding. I'm very happy about (laughs) the show. Luckily, there's hundreds of people that listen to it. Thank you all for coming. Thank you so Uh, much. My name's been Tony Soto. I'm Casey Lai. Thank you to Bree Pruitt and Guy, to Guy Branham. Branham for doing this show. Give it show. up for Mossy Thomason. Always Thomason. down to help. Uh, you can follow Casey on Twitter at KCWLEY. Thank you. And Instagram, KCLEY. It's pronounced lie. I hate. And my I name. am at the Tony Soto Show on both Twitter and Instagram. Good night, everybody. Wow.